In the beginning, there was light. A light that harnessed a powerful and mystic force. And with it, a new era dawned. The era of formation. A world formed in the emptiness. And the light called atoms to molecules, molecules to cells, and then they split from the living and the inanimate, creating life in its simplest form, evolving and moving towards the world as we know it today. The light was dawned by the godlike beings that which very little is known, but what we do know is this. These beings did not possess an innate ability to call life into existence. No. They used a tool. A tool that harnesses the mystic and cosmic forces that create life as we know it. Once harnessed, the energy could be used to create planets, from the rocky earth to their sprawling rainforests and all the life in between. This was the energy that gives life. And oh, have we also seen it take life. Behold, the anthem of creation. Yes, that's right. You heard it here. This week we are touching on Anthem. I have to say, this game receives literally the worst rap ever. It is one of the best games I've played this year, and damn, it is beautiful. Maybe you've heard that it sucks. If so, that's fine. Just sit back and listen, because maybe this episode will be enough to change your mind. Regardless, we want to thank you for continuing to support Video Game Mythos, as well as all the shows on the 13 Palm Trees Network, such as D&D Kinda, Gurus of Gaming, and Wasted Local Talent. We all appreciate you being supporters and listeners, and we couldn't do it without you. In fact, why don't you let us say thank you in person? Coming this September 7th and 8th, Ryan and myself, along with the crew from Wasted Local Talent, D&D Kinda, and Gurus of Gaming, will be attending West Virginia PopCon in Morgantown, West Virginia. So come on out, talk shop with us, and check out our merch. You can find out more about it at wvpop.com. Last but not least, we want to give a big thanks to everyone who's been actively talking about video game mythos on social media. We've seen some sharing on Facebook, some retweeting on Twitter, and some website activity. So we want to thank you all for that. Remember, tweet about video game mythos using the VG Mythos hashtag, and we'll throw some games at your face. You'll love it. Share the show, and we give out Steam keys. It's pretty simple, and our way of saying thank you. A big thank you for helping us to create one of the best podcasts ever. And now, let's continue on to what makes Video Game Mythos so great. Ryan Wilfong. Just kidding. Let's talk about some Anthem. Long before the story of Anthem begins, the mysterious world that it takes place on, which is hinted to be called Miras by an official news post, was created by godlike beings known only as the Shapers. To do this, they created special technology that could harness the power of a mystical and cosmic force called the Anthem of Creation. This boundless power was thought to be able to create the world, and it was used for just that. The Shapers' plan was to build the world in nine days, 
But on the third day of creation, something went awry. The shapers mysteriously vanished, and their tech, now without maintenance or control, ended up reacting violently to the core and the power of the anthem. As a result, the creation process was halted, and the unfinished world entered the state of chaos, with the conflict between the shaper's technology and the anthem of creation unleashing destructive cataclysms across the land that threatened to tear apart the world as it was already built. One of the countless different forms of life created by the shaper's initial creation effort was humanity. Humans and Anthem, like their Earth-based counterparts from other fiction, are intelligent and resourceful. However, compared to the various predators of Anthem's world, they are not anywhere near the top of the food chain like they normally are. These vulnerabilities led to a dark period in history where humans constantly suffered from the dangers of the world and were on the edge of ruin day in and day out. One group of humans was able to save the species though, the Legion of Dawn. Led by General Helena Tarsus, the Legion of Dawn captured pieces of Shaper technology and used them to create high-tech suits of armor called Javelins. The Javelins were incredibly expensive to make, so they were in short supply. However, they were also far more advanced than any other human creation thus far and their powerful weaponry gave humanity the edge it needed against the world's threats. After bringing humanity from the brink, the Legion of Dawn enabled the species to slowly begin spreading across the world, creating settlements and then fortifying them against outside danger. And in time, a group of Legion members split off from the main force, eventually becoming known as the Freelancers. It is unknown what happened to the rest of the Legion afterwards. The Freelancers ended up creating and protecting Fort Tarsus, one of humanity's strongest settlements in the world in a safe haven for freelancers and common folk alike. Like their predecessors, the Legion of Dawn, the freelancers utilized javelins to defend humans and explore Anthem's territories. In the game, you take control of a freelancer soldier and you and your allies fight two major enemies, the Scars and the Dominion. The Scars are a colonial swarm of insects that mimic the dominant life form in the area. Created by chaos, the Scars are a relentless invasive force, not native to the world that humanity calls home. Scars arrived on the worlds via Shaper technology, with whom they have a mysterious connection. This was via a cataclysm in 413LV. At the time, freelancers defeated a large, vicious creature none of them recognized. Later, unknown to the freelancers, the Scars regrouped and changed their mimicry to appear human. Scars then hijacked Striders, cobbled together technology from scrap, and searched for Shaper relics. Being inventive scavengers, they left absolutely nothing behind. The Scars made their first organized assault on a human settlement in the Battle of the Crop Terraces. Antium won the battle, but at a heavy cost. After the hard-won victory, it was decreed that the Scar population must never be allowed to grow that large again. And so, quote-unquote, bug hunts became a necessary and dangerous practice for freelancers in the area. However, the freelancers were reduced in number after the disaster in the Heart of Rage, and with their numbers reduced, the scars were able to grow. They spread to Lakeshore, occupying the mine and destroying the water system in the area. Scar sprouts were once again an everyday occurrence, making travel more dangerous than ever. The Scars remain in conflict with Freelancers as they are trying to retrieve Shaper technology, an action that the Freelancers are opposed to.
the other enemy faction, the Dominion, are an expansionist, militaristic human organization bent on the subjugation of those outside their control. They want to control all of humanity and rule it with an iron fist. Like the freelancers, they too possess javelin technology. This makes them incredibly dangerous and thus pose a massive threat to freelancers worldwide. As freelancers are always in constant danger, they rely on the help of an ally that they have teamed up with called Cyphers. Cyphers are individuals with a sensitivity to the anthem of creation and are capable of telepathic communication, heightened mental calculation, and processing incredible amounts of information all at once. Many young people who are identified as having this unique gift undergo ember exposure and dedicated training to enhance their mental skills. They serve and support to freelancers, providing information and analysis during expeditions while remaining in an amplifier chair. Every freelancer team is assigned at least one cipher and sometimes more. Ciphers have the ability to project trajectories for javelins, long-range weaponry, and scan the environments for threats. And that is where our story begins, with a freelancer. A freelancer named Halleck. Halleck had rallied an army of freelancers to enter the Heart of Rage, an unending violent cataclysm created when the Dominion, led by Dr. Harkin, attempted to seize control of the Shaper Relic known as the Cenotaph. Amongst the freelancers' ranks is the player's unnamed freelancer, a rookie, on his first mission. A hell of a first mission. Accompanying them is Faye, Halleck's cipher. Shortly into the mission, all the other freelancers are killed, prompting Faye to call a retreat, with the player evacuating a wounded Halleck. The resounding failures cause people to lose faith in freelancers, whose ranks are now decimated. Two years later, the player was settled in Fort Tarsus, a frontier city between the Heart of Rage and Antium, Bastion's capital. Partnered with a young cipher named Owen, they make a living completing modest freelancer contracts for the locals. Owen aspires to be a freelancer, despite his psychic abilities being a hindrance to piloting a javelin. An agent of Corvus named Tassin hires the players to locate a spy who went missing while undercover with a smuggling gang called the Regulators. At a devastated Regulator hideout, they encounter a Dominion leader and the star of this episode, the Monitor. I know what you're thinking. We're this far into the episode and we are just now getting to the main character? So you see, Anthem is a story-building game, and with every new piece of information, the story compounds on itself from all angles. Sure, the game is structured to be replayable with new missions and repeatable missions and all types of little things that could keep you interested, and it is like that to an extent. But you listen to video game mythos for the story, right? That's why I play games, and that's what I'm here to tout on, because man, was I invested. So knowing what you know now, Let's keep going. The Monitor is a special operative who leads the Dominion forces in Bastion. He is unique in that he is capable of functioning as both a cipher and a freelancer simultaneously. The Monitor claims to have witnessed firsthand the destruction of civilizations in the world due to the Anthem of Creation. In the current day, he plans to use the Anthem for his own destructive desires, although claims that this power under his control could bring an end to humanity's suffering. Ten years prior to this, the Monitor was part of the Dominion's assault on Freemark. 
Once they breached the chamber containing the cenotaph, the monitor shielded Dr. Harkin from freelancer Johnny, who was forced to flee with a civilian girl. Subsequently, when Harkin's failed attempt to use the cenotaph to control the anthem resulted in the heart of rage, the monitor somehow managed to survive the cataclysm. Now the monitor is involved in an incursion into Bastion and interrogates a regulator who is in fact a Corvus agent into giving the monitor the Shaper Relic in her possession. Once his soldiers had found it, he executed her, provoking the freelancer to come out of hiding and open fire. Casually shielding himself, the monitor dismissed the freelancer as a threat and left the job to his soldiers. Eventually, after the freelancer defeated all these soldiers, including his lieutenants, the monitor cuts in on the freelancer's link with Owen Corley and mocks the freelancer before cutting the connection when his foe tried to mock him. The monitor later appeared before the freelancer via cipher projection when he had just found the tomb of General Helena Tarsus. He proceeded to converse with the freelancer, offering to spare the people of Bastion in exchange for the Javelin of Dawn so that he might control the Anthem of Creation, all the while trying to trace the freelancer's location. Once Faye Naveen warned the freelancer what he was up to, they lied that there was no Javelin and walked through his projection, causing it to vanish. And it is here that tensions rise from within your player's group. The Monitor, although not initially successful in his ploy, did exactly what he set out to do. Instill doubt, chaos, and plant the seeds of greed from within your ranks. And he does it all because he knows that if anyone is capable of stopping him, it is you. So seriously, pick this game up. It is pretty great. To this day, the game is evolving and the anthem of creation is causing cataclysms and events that occur that change not only the world, but the story of its inhabitants. Go, be a part of this amazing adventure. The game offers much more in the way of story for not only the monitor, but many of the characters within the game and everyone, even down to the citizens that populate the heart of Fort Tarsus. They have a story to tell. Take the time to explore their worlds and their stories for each of them compound on each other, leaving a sense of completion and color to the world. Too often do we forget that this is why the creators of the game, Bioware, delve so deep into each person. For every breath they breathe colors a different aspect of the stunning and ever-changing world that is Anthem. <laughs>